Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope this day finds you well and your life flowing in the direction of which you want it to go. You know, every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. Otherwise, at the end of the day, if nothing seems to have gone right for you, if everything that happens seem to interfere with the natural flow of your life, remember you can always, always gain a little knowledge, which is a good thing, by slipping into darkness with both. You know, the other night I was watching an NBA game and it made me think about a story that had never been told about recognition that was never received. And that story is about Charles Chuck Cooper, the man who officially integrated professional basketball when he was drafted by the Boston Celtics of the National Basketball Association in April of 1950. Unlike Jackie Robinson, whose life story has been told over and over in movies and TV, Chuck Cooper's story has never been told. And maybe it's because there's so many of us in the NBA today that we had a tendency to think that the NBA was always integrated, but it was not. Cooper was a modest figure who specialized in offensive team play and generally stayed away from the spotlight. Like other early African-American players in the NBA, his experiences in the league were marred, though not overshadowed by a series of racist incidents. In later life, however, Cooper revealed many negative reactions he had felt regarding the way he was treated by the NBA coaches and administrators. After leaving the NBA in the late 1950s, he made a complete break of the game of basketball. I think that even though he was the first trailblazer, I don't think he enjoyed that experience. Cooper's wife, Irva, was quoted as saying, I think it was painful and nobody likes pain. Charles Henry Cooper was born on September the 29th, 1926 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to a mailman father and a former school teacher mother. Pittsburgh at the time was thoroughly segregated city and young Chuck Cooper faced numerous restrictions on where he could go and what he could do. After trying out for the basketball team at Westinghouse High School, he almost quit when he realized that he was being forced to do what basketball players sometimes call dirty work, struggling in tight defensive quarters and opening up space for other players 
but rarely given the chance to shoot the ball himself. Coach Ralph Zanheiser, however, told Cooper he had a strong future in basketball, and Cooper returned to the team. As a senior at Westinghouse, Cooper averaged over 13 points per game, paced the school to Pittsburgh City Championship, and was chose as the All-American First Team Center. Like several other talented young African-American players, Cooper headed for historically black West Virginia State College, whose program also produced the early black NBA pioneer Earl Lloyd. He played a promising semester there, but left the school to enter the military in the winter of 1944-45, during the late stage of World War II. After a tour of duty on the West Coast, Cooper was drawn back home to Pittsburgh and enrolled at Duquesne University. It was Cooper's solid career at a very mainstream Duquesne that attracted the attention of professional scouts and began to give rise to his dreams of a basketball career. Over four years as a starter, Cooper amassed a school record total of 990 points. He received several All-American honors during his successful senior year and led the Duquesne squad to two appearances in the then high-profile National Invitational Tournament NIT. But like the time permitted, Cooper encountered some racial hostility. At one point responding in an interview quoted by Thomas to an opposing player who had shouted, I got the nigger, and Cooper responded with, and I got your mother in my jockstrap. Duquesne backed Cooper's right to participate canceling games with Southern schools that refused to play in integrated contests. As he approached his graduation from Duquesne in 1950 with a bachelor's degree in education, Cooper signed on with the famed touring all-black Harlem Globetrotters team. His agile defensive skill and shot-blocking ability inspired the nickname of Tarzan. At least one sports writer had speculated that Cooper, the cream of the 1950 college crop, might be the player to duplicate baseballer Jackie Robinson's achievement and break the NBA's color line. And on April the 25th, 1950, Cooper was selected in the second round of the NBA draft by Boston Celtics owner Walter Brown. When the associate pointed out that Cooper was black, Brown answered that, according to the Hoop Hall, the Basketball Hall of Flame website, he didn't care whether Cooper was striped, plaid, or polka dot. Other black players, including Lloyd and Cooper's fellow Globetrotters center, Nate Sweetwater Clifton, also joined the NBA for the 1950 season, 
but Cooper was the first one drafted. The six foot four inch, 200 pound Cooper made his debut with the Celtics on November the 1st, 1950, and he went on to notch a strong rookie season. He played in 66 games, averaging 9.5 points and 8.5 rebounds per game, and sparking a renaissance in the Celtics' drooping futures. Cooper formed bonds with his teammates, including future Celtics great Bob Cousy, with whom he would sometimes go out in the evening to listen to jazz concerts in Boston. The NBA largely stocked with college graduates who had encountered diverse environments was a setting different from the world of predominantly rural-born white baseball players that Jackie Robinson had encountered, and Cooper was not a solo wall breaker, but shared the spotlight with the NBA's new black players. All this meant that overt racist harassment did not become a constant plague on Cooper's career. I was not alone, Cooper told Jet Magazine. I didn't have to take all the race baiting and heat on my shoulders like Jackie Robinson. There were, however, segregated southern hotels that refused Cooper admittance, and Cooper did face racial slurs on the court. Only once in 1952 did he come to blows over them in a game against the Milwaukee Hawks. Discrimination, however, also comes in subtler forms. Cooper's scoring production declined in his next three seasons after his rookie year, reaching a low of 3.3 points per game in the 1953-54 season. Although Cooper had first had expressed delight at the fast-moving, offense-heavy game practiced in the NBA, he later came to believe that he was being marginalized as a defensive in-the-trenches style player and that the NBA wasn't ready for a high-scoring black star, though both Kuzi and Celtics coach Red Arbach later disputed this idea. Cooper felt that he was once again doing the dirty work. Born September 29, 1926, in Pittsburgh, PA. Died May 2, 1984, in Pittsburgh. Married Patsy Jane Ware, August 1951, divorced. Married Irva Lee, 1957, four children by second wife. Education, attended West Virginia State College. 1944, Duquesne University, Pittsburgh, B.S. 1950. University of Minnesota, master's degree in social work, 1961. Military service, United States Navy, 1945 to 46. His career, Harlem Globetrotters professional basketball player, 1950 Boston Celtics professional basketball player, 
1950-54 Milwaukee, later St. Louis Hawks, professional basketball player. 1954-55 Fort Wayne Pistons, professional basketball player. 1955-56 Harlem Magicians, professional basketball player. 1956-57 Community Action of Pittsburgh, acting executive director. 1966-68, to 1971-74, Pittsburgh Community Action Coordinator. 1966-1969, Health and Welfare Association for Allegheny County Planning Director. 1969, Negro Education Emergency Drive. 1969-1970, Department of City Parks and Recreation, Pittsburgh Director, 1970-71, Pittsburgh National Bank, Urban Affairs Officer, 1971-1984. Cooper's life after basketball was notable for his level of commitment to social activism and for his maintained distance from the basketball world. He married twice, first in 1951 and again in 1957. The second marriage to Ira Lee produced four children, one of whom played basketball and later expressed the wish that his father had pushed him harder. Cooper himself enrolled in social classes at the University of Minnesota and earned a master's degree in 1961. Returning to Pittsburgh, He worked for and eventually rose to the position of director of several neighborhood anti-poverty organizations. He was named head of the city's Parks and Recreation Department in 1970, becoming Pittsburgh's first black department director. Later, he moved into urban affairs post at Pittsburgh National Bank, where he spearheaded development and affirmative action programs. Pittsburgh residents of the 1970s and 1980s knew Chuck Cooper mostly as a member of numerous high-profile boards and civic organizations. He was inducted into the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame in 1974, and in 1983, Duquesne established a Chuck Cooper Award to honor talented basketball underclassmen. The basketball career of the player who blazed the way for all the sports, numerous African-American stars, however, was largely forgotten when he died of liver cancer, May 2, 1984, in his hometown of Pittsburgh. There you have it, my friends. Another unsung hero making his way out of the darkness into the light. Not for fame or family recognition, just to let you know that he was there. And in death, he can stand the weight of all the other NBA players that stand on his shoulders today because you're not heavy you're his brother rest in peace 
Charles Chuck Cooper. That music tells me it is once again time to leave this mic. So until next time, it has been my honor. <laughs>